Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. For this episode, we are going to cover a new film, uh, 2019's uh, Toy Story 4, which is a, a sequel to the very famous Toy Story um, franchise. Franchise? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. And uh, joining me in this uh, Postalgia Takeover is Allegra. Hello. Hello, Allegra. So, Peter, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Peter, I think, is going to attempt to... Uh, to survive uh, Chucky this weekend and have his own coverage of, to- of uh, what is Child's that? Child's Play. Child's Play. The eight, reboot 18, or something? 24. I mean, Whatever. who knows? It's Chucky. So, Allegra, this is, uh, I've been reminded by myself, uh, specifically <laughs> since I scrubbed the last time, <laughs> that this is a non-spoiler part of this particular uh, <laughs> review of the film. <laughs> um, by the way, let's, before I go on, uh, this film is directed by John... Josh Cooley, I'm sorry, Josh Cooley. Um, and so just general generic, because let's let's be real here. This is or this should be a well known franchise. It this should is, be. This is what put Pixar on the map, the original Toy Story. Um Toy Story came out in nineteen ninety five, Toy Story two came out in ninety nine, twenty ten gave us Toy Story three, and not only like I think, for instance, we saw it, we saw the first one when it came out, and we were grown ass adults or adultish. <laughs> Adult as without can a, be. <laughs> we didn't have an excuse to bring a kid to a freaking movie with cartoons or whatever, or um, but um, or animated, I should say. But uh, we loved Toy Story one. Well, I did. Mm-hmm. Loved Toy Story two. Mm-hmm. Was talking mad crap about Toy Story three before we saw it. Oh, the smack talk was real. The smack talk was real. Yeah. And these these motherfuckers had the nerve to make me cry about toys. Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll Toy have Story any 3. type of feelings yeah. about toys to be in, to be <laughs> honest, you know. So, um with that said, it's a there's a for us our household, there's an emotional like connection to these stories, and I think that's the w- case probably for a lot of people, particularly people who had little little ones, you know, in the last uh, you know, 20 years. Um and and it and it goes to kind of the credit goes to 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 character building. Mm-hmm. Again, these are toys, but the character the characters go through stuff. You know, obviously the writing is great. Anyway, animation is wonderful. So, with that said, Allegra, what do you think? Just a generic overall of Toy Story four, and also would you recommend it? Okay, so um, just to backtrack a, uh, a second, we should probably make known that we do have a child that falls within the range of when Toy Story was coming out. And we took our son to see, I think, Toy Story 2. No, no, no. Toy Story 3. You're right. And um, at the time, he was nine. So... Uh, but also, you got to keep in mind that he saw Toy Story 1 and 2 on DVD. On, DVD, yes. on a loop, basically. Absolutely. As kids tend to do. Right? Absolutely. We introduced him. I'm saying that to say we introduced him to Toy Story. And that was one of his first, you know, um, kind of animated film experiences. And because he was super hooked on it, as he should be, because um, it's a great story, um, <laughs> we then 
it became a tradition to take him to all the Pixar movies. Um, he is 18 now and did not want to join us in the Toy Story 4 adventure, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm a little hurt by that, but that's okay. He is going to watch it and he asked us right when we came home right, how it like, was. Like right when we got in the door. So anyway. That's so why he saddled up like, hey, so how'd it go, guys? I'm right. like, wait, hold on. You didn't want to go? What's going on? Anyway. Right. <laughs> so with that history in mind, um, we did have, uh, we didn't have a child just to take him to see Toy Story, but. It doesn't hurt. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't hurt. So we have a special attachment, not just because of our own personal feelings about it, but also because we have a child that falls in that age range, right? And um, he loved it. I mean, he had his little Woody and Buzz in the bed with him. So, <laughs> yeah, Woody and Buzz were his like buddies, like at the very beginning, along with a Snoopy. So yeah. that's pretty much yeah. you know everybody who has a, a child, you know, has babies. Um, as they grow older, you know, they get attachment to particular toys or whatever. Interesting enough, right? Toy Story, kind of the, the one of the yeah, one of the, the premise, like, pl- yeah. premises and plots um, is that you know they get an attachment to certain toys, and he, his was definitely Woody and Buzz. So they were like a big deal in the house because we love, you know, we love the Pixar movies. Um, you know, watch pretty much all of them. Yeah, just about and uh, multiple times at times. And uh, you know, the fact that Toy Story is like again the first one, the big one. It was such a cool story it was like a lot of fun like i mean i think i pretty much memorized that that whole first movie yep you know we watched it so many times with our with our son um and so there's definitely an attachment and i think because of that attachment when we went to see three it's almost like oh we're obligated to go because it's toy story it's a toy story movie we're Mm -hmm. like but why are we doing a third one oh my god you guys and all the things that would make me like completely downplay and, and have my expectations be really low and or and not even that just being like oh we're just doing it basically as we have a kid, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we're blown away by the story. <laughs> right. So um, to answer your previous questions, um, yes, I would recommend it, especially for nostalgia's sake, but also because it was a good animated film, you know, like Pixar doesn't fail us. They're kind of like the Marvel of uh, <laughs> of animated, you know, films. Um, They're family. <laughs> yeah. And they don't. At least my personal and humble opinion, I picks are never fails us except for the Cars uh, sequels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yes, I would I would recommend that. The yep. I would recommend it. Um. I'll I will give the caveat of Toy Story three is my favorite of the Toy Stories. So um. But I. It's kind of like ranking, you know, your children. the best. If yeah. you have four children, how are you going to rank your kids? <laughs> you know, I mean, well, chances are you may have an asshole kid if you have four. I mean, but. Right. <laughs> but you're, but, but really, like, speaking. Yeah, you know, we're not making Sophie's cho- choice here. Okay? Right. Um, <laughs> um, and then the other question you asked me was um, overall, my general, just a, just a my general overall, feelings yeah. of it. And... Um, I really loved it. It was, again, not as hyper-emotional as Toy Story 3, but I did get choked up. There were moments where I was like, oh, you know, and it's just such a great, it's just such a great, um, well-put-together story, and it didn't do the thing that Incredibles 2 did, where they kind of re, almost re- 
almost recycled the original story. So, so I really appreciated uh, the fact that even though they kind of kept with the premise of Toy Story, there was still a little bit of a twist on the story itself. And I really appreciated that. And that's what made me a little apprehensive about going to see Toy Story 4 in the first place is I was worried it would get Incredibles tooed. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, the storytelling is the it's the big kind of grab. Um you know, we already know we have these characters that are known. You know, if you, if you follow the franchise, you already know you have the characters there. You, they they incl- they introduce new ones, which they did in three and in two, and they do it really well. Mm-hmm. Seamlessly, they go in with new characters, so they they do that really well. And it has to do with the writing, you know, um, you know, and the acting, because really, voice acting is acting, and they have to really have the inflections and and of course the I feel like the animation. I mean, we saw it in IMAX; it looked amazing. It looked uh, amazing. freaking amazing. So um, I definitely would recommend it too. It's a good story on its own. Um, if you are, again, we're in the fourth one here. If you've already like seen the first two or three, you know, chances are you know. So it, it's a matter of like kind of finish, finishing it up or whatever and, and being, you know, you're not going to miss it. You're going to watch it. Right. Again, like Marvel, like you're saying, right? You're going to watch it. And I would, uh, was in, I loved it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and and my, granted, my expectations were not very high because I'm like, what, where are we going to go here? But they do find a way to tell a darn good story. Right. right. Exactly. So with that said, I'm uh, Toy Story 4, 2019 release, um, starring Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, Annie Potts is Bo Peep, Tony Hale is Forky, Keenan Michael Key, and Jordan Peele are in there too. And you, <laughs> Anyway, they're pretty hilarious. And Christina Hendricks is in there too, Allegra. Oh. Uh, with Keanu Reeves, who's like, it's the year of Keanu, everybody, just so you yes. know. And, and you know this movie works because Keanu is in it. I mean, <laughs> as it should be the year of Keanu. It is definitely that for sure. All right. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and play um, a a trailer for it. And then we're going to go into spoilers. Spoiler. Spoils. Spoileries. <laughs> you got a friend in me. Wow. This place is amazing. Was a Buzz going to meet us here? He must be held up somewhere. <laughs> Up here, Astro Boy. If you think you can take our top prize spot, you're wrong. Dead wrong. Help me get out of here. I'll help you. With my foot. Wow. Yeah. How you like that, Cheetah? Oh, oh, to infinity and my foot. Boom. <laughs> In the vacuum of space, they cannot hear you scream. So that was hilarious. <laughs> I'm like listening. I'm like watching this trailer and listening at it and cracking up in my like. I'm trying not to laugh too loud because I'm like, you know, we're rec- we're recording, this. right? <laughs> so that was that was Key and Peele basically playing a bunny and a ducky. Yes. So that's all you need. Look, if that's come on, that's that should be enough. It's also kind of the year of Key and Peele outside of Key and Peele's sketch comedy, right? Like Key and Peele on the next level. <laughs> I was going to say like Key and Peele after dark or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean that too. <laughs> All right. So look, to me, I feel like they closed it out. Yes. I feel like this is it. Yes. This is it. We're, we're, we're done with Toy Story. And in order to make like in so funny because the very, very end, I kind of had an idea it was going to go in that direction, mm-hmm. but I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. not ready for it. They're able to tell us a story. They're able to, again, implement um, new characters really well. Uh, Forky. Forky almost stole the damn show. Yes. Forky is basically a freaking spork that um, 
that uh, little Bonnie little made. Bonnie made on her first day of kindergarten or kindergarten uh, orientation, and uh, basically like she's really shy and sad, and a whole new thing's happening. And Woody helps her kind of adjust adjust to, to it somehow, you know, in his own way. And she creates Forky, who thinks he, he's trash and constantly trying to get in the trash can and Woody has to keep him from going into the trash and that whole skit which I thought you know you can oh you can overdo that yes that that shtick right there but no mm-hmm. they did it they did it so perfectly it was freaking hilarious and of course toy gets lost we know this story they somehow did the lost toy story again but were able to do it really well and and kept it kept it somewhat fresh kept it fresh even though it's like a story they've said before they've done this story before in essence you know just a little different and then we we encounter new characters and old bo peep comes back and bo peep is a badass and i swear uh annie potts's bo peep was like freaking stealing stealing the show because she was bad yes uh bo peep definitely got a redux see what it did there yeah uh yeah you're really slick there papa um uh so I think the thing that is really good about the the lost toy or um that 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 storyline like right? like is it actually fits the um overarching story of what children do with toys, how they uh, experience life through playing with toys, and just that kids attention spans can be very limited or their um kind of love for something can change so that at at first when you think oh we're doing the lost toy story again but then you think about kids they lose shit you know what i mean they do (laughs) this is this had a lot of lost like toys that were just left at the park or whatever left in a different place and that's what they do and so it becomes a you know the thing about toy story is they infuse a lot of reality um or real life experiences within the storytelling of these toys that come to life when the when people aren't looking you know what i mean and um so yeah they infuse that idea of kids getting bored with toys kids losing their toys kids thinking that that one toy that they're in love with is the only thing that matters and if they don't have that toy then life will end as they know it all of that it can't change because we're still talking about the relationship between children and toys you know so um so then in that aspect it isn't isn't a dry tale because that's just the way that life is with mm-hmm. kids and toys yeah. they lose shit they use like a very very essential like main like you know the, the, from since the first one it's about kids and toys like their you know interactions like their imagination the the relationship with their toys mm-hmm. and also then the whole lost toy business gets thrown in there you know so you have all these like you were saying like it, it is a relationship between uh our little hu- human kids and like inanimate objects and how the imagination just kind of takes them in so many different places and essentially that's like the basis of these stories and then you throw in a bunch a bunch of shenanigans you know um and in true toy story form the comedy was so good I mean, just little things here and there, and and and, and again with with different characters. There's a character called Combat Combat Carl, which there's three of them in three different like Combat Carl suits, mm-hmm. and and one wouldn't get a high five to save his life. It was hilarious. It was just like a little little again another stick, right? Right. And um, Carl Weathers, by the way, played Combat Carl. Oh, nice. <laughs> and uh, it's just man, it, it, 
all these little things, uh, attention to detail. I mean, I, I, the animation to me was was beautiful. And they're they're doing that. They're giving you little things here and there. They're not telling you. You watch as an audience member. And this is, I guess, the cool thing about these 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 films is like you can watch them over again and catch a few things here and there that you missed the first time. Catch another joke. And sometimes you're laughing and you miss a joke because you're right. laughing. You know. Right. Right. Um, and so the other thing that I really loved is. Um, and and this is what I generally love about Toy Story is the fact that we are seeing toys when everyone's not looking. You know what I mean? And uh, I think they've done this before. In fact, I know they've done this before. I haven't seen the Toy Story one or two in a long time. Um, but they do a thing of humanizing it for lack of a better term humanizing even the villains of the toys you know what i mean like they are really good with and i think this is one of the reasons why toy story the toy story franchise has been so successful is because it really did kind of um it was part of that kickoff of giving villains humanity and and you being able to be like, well, I can see why that that villain is kind of pissed off. You know what I mean? <laughs> being able to relate to the fact that the villain is a villain for a particular reason. Right. And they did a really good job with that because let me just tell you, I have a big old phobia of talking dolls. Okay. And um, I've had it since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. And I particularly have an issue with talking um, like uh, they're not called hand puppets and they're not marionettes. What are they called? Dummies, I guess is what they call them. But I don't like that term. It's, uh, it is because of it's a ventriloquism dummy. Yeah. So there's two different things going on here that were freaking Allegra out and were freaking me out a bit. Because mm-hmm. if anybody who's in our age range may have seen like the talking, is it Talking Tammy? Talking Tina. Talking Tina. Um, the old, old, old black and white Twilight Zones with black, Rod Serling. So the Talking Tina is like a talking doll that comes to life. It's just a creepy. It's like, look, Annabelle. <laughs> you guys know the Annabelle franchise. Basically, that is a similar kind of thing where it's a doll that's like an older doll from like the 50s or 60s, you know, with the eyes that close and open when you move them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But they're talking. And so um, that is creepy. The ventriloquist dummies are creepy also mm-hmm. so there's that too right so there th- those two characters were in in this film and there were four ventriloquist dummies <laughs> there yeah. was four of them on top of that and they moved funky they moved like with no arm move. so again it's just creepy on that and the talking doll thing is you know which the character is gabby gabby mm-hmm. um christina hendrix and is like play, play uh did the voice and but you can see the motivation why she mm-hmm. felt the way she did. Mm-hmm. You know and it what was I mean? super heartbreaking yeah. at the, when she realized that it wasn't just the voice box that, you know. Because she had her heart set on a particular kid. Yeah, missing, and, yeah, right. you know. Um, and that was just, it was just, even though we knew right when um, Gabby Gabby came on the scene, we're like, oh, she's the bad guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could tell right away. <laughs> and her little dummy um, ventriloquist dummy minions were creeping everyone out. <laughs> um, I I had an actual visceral reaction to them just because they were moving in a very creepy way, just because you would imagine uh, a, a ventriloquist doll moving without a person to move it. You know, so it's very like clunky and awkward and 
Um, and this is not to be ableist. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, it was just it was just, just uh, awkward unbalanced. looking and unbalanced, yeah. and so that shit freaked me out. And then to have like Gabby with this kind of glassy eyed, super kind of monotone y way of talking, but not quite monotone. There's still slight inflection, but still a talking doll. You would think I'd be creeped out by Woody, but I had to get over it since my son loved Woody. Um, but yeah, it was, I was definitely in my seat, like heart kind of racing a little bit when the ventriloquist dolls kind of started when they appeared and then of course gabby gabby um so yeah they still managed to humanize at least gabby gabby they still made the ventriloquist dolls creepy but (laughs) but um they humanized gabby gabby and at the end i was like oh man you know um and that i thought was very clever the way that they did that um they they used forky to help with that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. forky was not the brightest no. Although he surprised you a couple of times. Yeah. Um, and the comedy was pretty spot on with him. I mean, Forky alone is a comedic tool, <laughs> basically, right. Right? right? But he's good. And when he had the time basically almost like kidnapped without knowing he was kidnapped by Gabby and her minion, um, basically had a chat with Gabby the whole time. So he, I think, saw from her perspective what she was longing for and her and her feelings and why she's doing what she's doing right right and in the end woody was able to do so also and sacrifice his own voice box for that which is fine for him and i could tell it's a story of growth on top of that too Absolutely. and friendship and love and all these things and and forky kind of helped woody see that you know and and again gabby gabby being the like the bad quote-unquote bad guy but not a mustache twirling bad guy she had her reasons for it. She was in an antique store for God knows how many decades and, you know, was able to find a, a home, you know, towards the end, which is a very emotional scene, too, because you yeah. see a little baby lost in a, in, a, in a fair and crying and she's like a little girl. It's like, you know, like, you know, any little kid lost. I mean, if you've ever been lost in a big place, I have when I was a kid or if you had a have a child who, you know, these kids are quick, man. They, they slip from under you before you know it and you're running around trying to find where the heck you're, you, that's a scary both those feelings are very scary um so with that said they really played that well in a very small scene mm-hmm. you know and were able to kind of have her find the doll somehow you know it was, it was a really it was a really sweet scene with that and then that kind of shows again i think the character of woody <laughs> right <laughs> it was sheriff woody like figuring out true friendship and love and what it means you know, and what it means to grow, what it means to go on and move on with your life, in essence. Yeah, because I don't think um, Woody was learning um, true friendship and love. I think he was already that person. I think letting go was a the bigger. I think um, it's not issue really learning; it's more like understanding another again the growth. Right? Mm-hmm. He, he's already a loyal friend. He's talking mm-hmm. about loyalty throughout the whole thing, but blind loyalty is a thing too. You Absolutely, know, and that's where he's coming from. That's a good. So point. I think the growth, and, and maybe I didn't maybe put it incorrectly but the growth that he had throughout this film you know and as we see him uh realizing that the the you can definitely be loyal and you can be loyal to a fault right you know what i mean but at the same time both Bo, Bo Peep was a loner at this point going no, i'm going to be an independent and all that which is fine but then she also remembered the loyalty is a thing that is good also mm-hmm. so she used she she, she kind of like fell back into what is the most loyal person but, you know, poorest person, right? right? What is the most like loyal that she knows? Let me, 
I know that I have that also. And she helped in the end. So everybody, you know, and again, the toys did what they do, which is back each other up. They're right. true. They're true friends. You know what I mean? They're homies. They're all of them. You know, it's so it's so it's so funny that this these are a bunch of toys. You know what I mean? Like that are showing us like, I don't know how to behave, how to behave like, <laughs> like, you know, like adults, basically like how we should. Um, so that was really cool. And I think, um, you know, again, that's kind of the the basic um, premise of most of these kids films is that they're trying to teach a lesson about how to be a decent person, you know, and um, how to kind of you know, move through the world and be respectful and be respected too. So, yeah. And with that, also knowing that you make mistakes because Woody definitely makes mistakes. Everybody does. You know yep. what I mean? So, yeah. Yep. Um. So how creepy was that freaking second chance antique store? Like that place was dark and dusty like a mug. <laughs> there was a lot of webs. <laughs> yes. Talk about my eye twitching. <laughs> You're like, clean this place up, lady. Okay, so let's let's get into like new characters. You know, Forky to me, fantastic. Forky was hilarious. Um, but um, I will say that the you know Bunny and Ducky, you know Key and Peel, were were killing me. Mm-hmm. Particularly, like I think my favorite scene from them was them uh, suggesting three different plans on how to get the keys to the <laughs> cabinet from the old lady at the at the Second Chance uh, uh, antique, antique store. store. <laughs> <laughs> which were basically the same plan they were the same plan <laughs> um that was hilarious and uh you know again continuing with the year of keanu uh duke kaboom yes the the, the, the canadian uh was it was he a stunt yeah stunt, stunt person yeah yes he canada yes he can yes yep yep awesome like awesome comedy move the story along so we're not just doing like a little side side gag that has nothing to do with the story. It is all continuing with the story. So th- I think that's why, like Toy Story, you know, in in the franchise, how they they do this really well is they're able to incorporate the new characters, the comedy, and we're still moving the plot along. Right. You know what I mean? So right. we, so all those things kind of work work in 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 tangent tangent tan tandem tandem. Thank you. English is hard. Um, tandem. Um, I mean, you have to do that at least one. Episode. Oh, it has. To. I just really, in my mind, I'm going, I do this every freaking time. Anyway, <laughs> so like, so they're able to do that uh, really well, you know, and then, and I feel like they, they can't do, they can't do a Toy Story without them like uh, fucking up some car drive. Like they have to drive a vehicle somehow. Right. Or, or some, so in some way they got to drive. <laughs> I think the other thing, um, in, in addition to the way that they introduce new characters, another thing to think about is the fact that the world keeps getting bigger for the toys. Yeah, true. You know, um, when, by the time when we start with Toy Story to toys, Toy Story 1 or Toy Story to Toy Story 4, the world has gotten much bigger. In, and that's what Woody is kind of experiencing too. We see through his eyes how big the world is and that maybe being a quote unquote lost toy doesn't mean that you are forgotten or that you are, I guess, essentially dead. Um, and so the world becomes bigger through, you know, what happens with toys that are at carnivals i.e. Jordan Peele and um and Keegan Key's, you know, characters we have and Buzz also. And then we have like what happens in um the toys that get rejected at an antique shop or that get rejected in general. There's this underground toy club where right. that's where we meet um was it da- 
Daredevil Dan or whatever his name is. Duke Kaboom. Oh, Duke Kaboom. <laughs> wow. Daredevil Dan could never. <laughs> Duke Kaboom who can crash like nobody else. Right. So we get to see the world um, expanding and then it opens up our creativity too as to like what are toys doing when you're when they're rejected. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Not just what are toys doing when we're not looking, but like what else are they yeah, doing? Got to adapt, know? right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I love that introduction to or the way they introduce new characters through that. Um, and I loved that Bo Peep was kind of like, um, forget all this, you know, like I, and, and I love that she didn't hold it against, um, Woody either that he chose cause they did an opening scene where they, he chooses to stay with Bonnie as opposed or stay with, um, Andy and molly i guess as opposed to going with bo peep when she was being taken away they did a flashback of sorts yeah yeah and i thought that was very um interesting and also very sweet you know that she once they reunited she didn't take it out on him or feel anger towards him she just kind of moved on and she understood why she was moving on and she understood why he did too Mm -hmm. so that was really cool Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. like it's very um yeah well let's get into this here emotional yes how were you? Because at the very end, and the whole movie, I'm going, oh, they're not going to get me. Because this is a cute little story. Forky's hilarious. You know, Bunny and Ducky are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like uh, Gabby Gabby is creepy, but she's. But I understand her being a really good villain or whatever. Right. You know, um, Bo Peep is back. Her sheep are hilarious. You know, Woody misname, misnames them and misgenders them. And they're right. like, basically, do you better learn, right? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, all these things are happening. And I'm going, oh, no problem. I got this. Right. And we then, made it through. Then, very end, I, they get me. And they get me because of Woody making the decision of staying with Bo Peep and leaving the gang, basically. Right. Everybody. So everybody's there and they're saying goodbye. And they're doing a goodbye scene with Woody. And, you know, when she, when he, like, when, um, when Jesse, like, hugs him and, you know, she gives him the sheriff. The sheriff uh, badge. I'm like, okay, that got me a little yeah, bit he already. Yeah, gives her the sheriff. Badge, I mean, yeah. right? She he gives it to her, and then Woody and Buzz hugging, like because again from Toy Story one is Woody and Buzz, right? Yeah. And we start off there, and then we kind of move on, and, and the world expands. It gets much bigger, you know. And then I think about my our son when he was little. He was like two years old or whatever, three years old. And Woody and Buzz were his homies, who he slept in his bed and all that stuff, right? And there were but so. All those things wrapped up and there's where the nostalgia comes in. And I'm like, okay, you got me. You got me because mm-hmm. just like in Toy Story 3 where they these fools made me think toys were going to get incinerated. Come on now. And I knew they weren't. <laughs> but they sure made it real close. And I was like, really? Like, oh my God. I'm like, that, why? Why is this happening to our friends? You right. Know? Um, they did this and it was like a goodbye among really close friends. And, and, and we all, you know, and again, I think it also touches up on like real life, like, Sometimes you have to say goodbye to real close friends. And for whatever reason, things happen. You know, life yep. life goes on, whatever. And it happens. You may see each other again. You may not. But right. you had a moment of, of love and, 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 and like a beautiful thing. And, you know, it comes to an end and it's sad. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, new, new opportunities for Woody and Bo Peep or whatever. But it was like, just that alone was like, was really very emotional. Right. And, and, and it got me on that one. I was like, I can't believe you guys got me. 
Yeah, I was definitely <laughs> choked up in the on the goodbye scene. I even like the the first scene of when Bo Peep and um, Woody got separated at first. You know, um, I think that was really sweet. And again, just understanding the sacrifices that um, these toys, aka people, <laughs> uh, make and. I think that the underlying subject matter, too, was, again, there's a point, as you just said, where, you know, friendships and experiences in to start new friendships and experiences. And so this was about Woody and changing. And so the end of the movie felt very final. You know what I mean? Like it felt like, okay, this is the end. We are wrapping this up, you know, because once Woody is separating from the gang and going off to be a quote unquote lost toy um then it's kind of like then what are they going to do to toy story 5 woody's adventures i don't it doesn't seem right you know i mean yeah, who knows I mean, but it didn't seem like it was uh, uh open-ended yeah. this felt like a goodbye mm-hmm. this felt like a and, and maybe that's part of the emotion too it's like you know, you have all the, you know, uh, Jesse and Woody saying goodbye, you know, um, uh, you know, Buzz and Woody and, and, you know, Woody and the gang, you know, the rest of the, the toys, you know, Rex and Mr. Potato Head and Slinky and all that. Right. And, and, and it's a goodbye to everybody, but not goodbye to us. Right. I think, I mean, I, I truly see it as that. I, I would be a little, I would feel like it'd be a little cheapened if they do another one. Right. I, I really do. I feel like this is them saying, Hey everybody, we had a great run. We've been doing this since 95. Yeah. You know, we've had four wonderful stories, you know, and they're all wonderful in their own way. Yep. This, they, you know, they're, they're, they're great. They're beautiful, you know, and for them to say goodbye to us and goodbye to adults who were children when this came out. Mm-hmm. They're adults now, but they were children when this came out. And some who became, ch- who were born within that time frame, like for instance, our son, right. who is now an adult. Right. So in, in that time frame, we've had four films that were, it, it, to me, that's Pixar. When you think Pixar, you think Toy Story. Right. You know, there's so many different films they made. I mean, you know, Coco was fucking beautiful. You know, um, you know, I love Wally. Wally's one of my may still be my favorite overall. Up is still fantastic. Up is great. I mean, so many, right? And and you know, Monsters, Monsters Inc. You know, it, like the list goes on and on. Incredibles to me, the first one being like mm-hmm. wonderful. So this but pixar to me is always toy story it's woody and buzz you know it's it's all these characters and how they told this story like in a such a superb way mm-hmm. um so they're saying goodbye to us yeah so you can't help but get choked up a bit because you're like oh my god they're saying this is it they're saying goodbye because in all reality the last film kind of left didn't was not a goodbye to us they didn't feel like a goodbye and now that i think about it i'm like okay why would they make a fourth one wait they never really closed the door on this you know and and obviously by telling this story, oh, look at that. They didn't close the door. They told us a whole, again, a fresh story with very similar like situations, mm-hmm. right? But they said goodbye to us on this one. That's how I feel. So again, I feel like if it were like another one, it would be cheap in the whole thing. Where So I don't feel like there is anymore. This is, would be it. To me, it looks like goodbye, everybody. Curtain call. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Well, um, why don't you tell people where they can uh, catch you? Uh, Before that, shouldn't we rate it or uh, see if we agree with the ratings? You know what? I didn't even. Uh, It's 8.8 on uh, IMDb. I don't have the Rotten Tomatoes 
one? Um, well, I think that it, I would go even higher than that, but we'll see. 98% mm-hmm. on I Rotten Tomatoes. I'm, I think I'm with the Rotten Tomatoes, you know, somewhere between 90 and 95. Would you go as high as 98? They're saying 98. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. 90 to yeah, 95 to 98. I would go with that. Sorry. I was remembering, would you say, was 8.5 for IMDb? 8.8 for IMDb, I think. Okay. I'll double check on that. But um, yeah, I would do the Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I don't know if I would give it a solid 100, but somewhere between 95 and 98 sounds good. Yeah, so it's 8.8 on IMDb and 98 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I would give it a 95. Mm-hmm. 95%, 9.5. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to get 100%. I mean... You really have have to, you know. I don't. I don't even think I gave uh, Infinity War a hundred percent in my mind. I'm trying to think. Probably nine five ninety. I would give it nine point eight, nine point nine. You know. Now to me, it was like one of the best Avenger movies. I mean, Marvel movies. Um, even the movies that I really, really like, love my favorites. I don't know. It's hard to give a hundred percent. How do you do that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is there some... even a hundred percent? out there like any kind of movie no, i mean Rotten tomato does that because people are grading it and they 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 did that i forget which which with which film you know until you have somebody going no you know and changing it down or whatever right right um but i will say that yeah 9.5 95 percent however you want to call it that's what i'm giving this mm-hmm. great story kept it going along you know the character's already there you know like it's it and it's not we can't um i think take for granted how easily it could be to ruin this. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, absolutely. If if it shows that they have like the caring, the care for these characters and these stories at Pixar, they truly, truly care. Or else if there was just a money grab, they could easily ruin, ruin not necessarily ruin it, but just give you an okay story and that's that. This was definitely take they took time to put this together. And it shows. Well, you know, Pixar definitely had a couple of duds in their run. But I think for Toy Story in particular, you're right. Like, they can't mess up this story because of the fact that this is what started it all. And so there is a lot of care from what um, I've experienced. There's a lot of care taken for these characters and the story that they're trying to convey the overarching story and also the little vignettes or stories within the 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 tale so yeah so it's uh just to go back to the um to uh Rotten tomatoes the audience score is 96 percent and the meter is 98 percent. so it's still fairly high yep. you know and it gives you it gives you what you want i think mm-hmm. without knowing that you wanted it <laughs> true True. You know, it really did. And I wasn't going in again. I'm not at this point. This is the fourth installment. So we're like, okay, guys, we've done pretty much everything. What are we doing here? Right. But they did it. And I feel like I feel like this is the end. I, I do. I do. I would want it to be because I don't know if I want a fifth one, to be honest with you, just because of how this one ended, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I loved it. I was uh, it was great. Yep. Agreed. All right. Now, where can we find you? Um, I can be found on um, coretemparts.com. I'm sorry. Core Temp Arts podcast on Facebook. Um, you could go to coretemparts.com, but what you'd get is a bunch of podcasts, which there are a lot, <laughs> but you wouldn't be able to talk to me directly. Um, 
I can also be reached on Twitter at color underscore history of, um, if you want to hear my voice some more, it's a little cracky. It's been a little cracky lately. Sorry guys. But if you want to hear it, (laughs) you can hear, um, Mariano and I reviewing a handmaid's tale with Carly and other, um, reviews that we will be, um, doing for other television shows coming up on TV, my brain. So there's that. Okay. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Papa Elefante. That's at P-A-P-A-E-L-E-F-A-N-T-E. And on uh, Facebook, you can uh, look up uh, Postalgic and Friends. I know there's a Cobra Kai companion group also that Peter, um, our fearless leader here, is in charge of or partially charge of. Or He's the big... He's, he's a big cheese. He's sort of a big deal, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and uh, so I hope I hope he survives Chucky and his knife. Uh, and maybe we'll hear about it. <laughs> hear the, hear the, tell, the tale. You know, I don't if he know. Peter's pretty wily. I yeah, think right. he'd be able to make it. <laughs> and, um, you know, hopefully we get to hear that. You know, if we, you know, I'm not, there's no guarantee, folks. Because life happens. <laughs> All right. Peter's busy and he's got a baby. So, but it would be nice to hear the, uh, I guess, Toy Story Chucky off. I don't know what we call this. Wow. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting punchy. Yes. I got to get, get out of here. Um, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to an original Cortem Parts Network production. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.